Everyone turn to Mark 10, 27. Mark chapter 10, verse 27. When we talk about God's power, sometimes, many times, we look at it far away. Today, God wants us to understand that his power is up close. It's not far away. He can't be far away because of the ultimate sacrifice. So we're going to look at some foundational things, but looking at Mark chapter 10, 27, looking at them, Jesus said, with people, it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. All things are possible with God. So omnipotent and omnipotence, I'm going to give you the definition. It refers to God's all-powerful character and ability. He makes the impossible possible because he is full of power. To say that God is omnipotent is to recognize that there is nothing outside of his ability to accomplish his blessings for you. But when we talk about God, we have to talk about the foundational things. The word Trinity is not in the Bible, but we use it in Christian terms. If you're new here, God bless you. I might start talking about different Christian terms, but I'm going to keep it very simple, and the Holy Spirit is going to touch your hearts. Turn to 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. All power from God is shown in the Godhead. All power from God is shown in the Trinity. That is the foundation that we need to stand on today. There's God the Father, there's God the Son, and there's God the Holy Spirit. The three are one. I just rapped. There's God the Father, there's God the Son, there's God the Holy Spirit, and all three are one. Sign me. Sign me today. I got a deal. Sign me. I can flow. I can flow, really. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. These three are one. God loved us so much that he gave the peace of himself that he could. Here's how it, it turned out. Think about God the Father. From Genesis to Malachi, God was the one that showed up as the Father. It was all about God saving Israel. It was all about God using David to take down that giant. It was all about God. From Matthew to Acts, it was about his son Jesus. So everything that was in God was imparted in his son. And his son came to earth as a man and walked as a son of God. And he showed us how to walk. He shows us how to talk. He showed us how to live. He showed us how to forgive. So everything came from the father to the son. And now from the book of Acts, because of what Jesus did, now the Holy Spirit, Jesus' spirit lives in you, lives in me. And now we can walk out the kingdom. Hallelujah. Disclaimer, I will talk loudly, sometimes spit, 
because I'm passionate about Jesus. I'm passionate about the power that God gave us. You can't put him back on the cross. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. We must walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'll say amen. So you see how the three are one. But the informationalists, they'll say, oh, no, that's not gospel. I'm sorry. I want to see you walk in power. No, I'm not going down there. I'm going to stay on track. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope, nope, nope. That's a rabbit trail. Let's keep going. So we understand that the three are one. Turn to John chapter 1, verse 14. Why is that so important? Because the Bible says that Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. And Jesus is the life. No one, no man, no woman, no boy, no girl can come unto God but by him. Let's set the stage of who we're talking about. We're talking about God's best for you and I. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of one and the only son who, come, who came from the father, full of grace and truth. He's full of grace and truth. So it's not a mystery what God has in, intended to do. But now the invitation has come to me and you. It's time for us to grab the grace, to grab the truth. It's time for us to walk like we ought to do. Walk in power, walk in grace, walk in humbleness, humility before his face. I told you I could rap. You thought I was playing. Amen. Point number two is probably the most important point before we get to point number three. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> the power of God requires us to be in Christ and under grace. You need to be in Christ and under grace. We don't talk about being in Christ. But in Christ, you live. In Christ, we move. In Christ, I have my existence. It's in him, but under grace. You're like, wait a minute. Why do you keep saying under grace? We just read that grace and truth came by Jesus. Grace and truth came by Jesus. But for us to walk in the power of God, the omnipotence of God, the unlimited power of God, it takes intimacy and it's not that you read your Bible for an hour that's not intimacy I'm sorry if you thought it was <laughs> that's not intimacy looks like this like some in the room today some of you don't have any hope so you came to this place the only one that can pull you out of what you're in is Jesus Christ himself 
But instead of running to your friends, calling the pastors and saying, pray for me, you come boldly before the throne of grace, lift up your hands and say, Abba, I'm not moving. Abba, I need you. Abba, I need you to move for me. Why is that important? Because the power of God is in you. I keep bringing up one of my favorite bands, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. What I got you got to get in your mama. What I got you got to give it to your papa. We're talking about the Holy Ghost. Don't get all religious. <laughs> you got to give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away. I only got 16 minutes. I'm doing good, huh? Jesus is alive. So I'm going to break down just three parts of this scripture, Acts 17, 28. So powerful what I'm about to, God's about to release. For in him we live and move and exist, as even some of your own poets have said, for we are also his children. The word live stuck out to me in the Greek. It means zaho. That means to live, to breathe, to be among the lifeless, not the dead, to enjoy real life, to have true life worthy of his name, active, blessed, endless in the kingdom of God. That's what that word means, to live. So if Christ is in you, he has called you to live, to breathe. To be endless in the kingdom. To live a life worthy of his name. How can we do that? We receive what's in us. Stop saying you're not enough. God didn't die. God didn't send his son to die for no reason. He paid a price. So to live means we can breathe. We can be active. We can be blessed. To move, the Greek word is kaneo. I love this. It means to move, to excite, to start a riot or disturbance, to throw in commotion. If that doesn't sound like our Jesus, I don't know what is. Everywhere he went, he started a riot. He started a commotion. He healed the sick. He, he delivered the leper. He came at the religious because the power of God was in him. Can I get an amen? amen? You guys got me up here sweating. Every time I get up here, I try to be like our pastor, Pat. I do. I get up here and I'm like, okay, keep it cool. Don't sweat, okay? You're going to be good. And every it seems like when I preach, I heat up. No matter what, I can wear light Hawaiian clothes, heating up. I can wear cotton heating up. I'm like, forget it. Just heat up, bro. Flame on. That's what it is. Flame on. Flame on. So to move, it means to be kaneo, to throw into commotion, to excite, to move. Do you know when you come into this room or everywhere you go, the power of God goes before you. 
and sets the atmosphere in order. So no matter if you hate your job, it's okay. Just use it as seed and release the power of God wherever you go. Whoo, that was good. To exist, the Greek word is a me. In me, it means to be, to exist, to happen, to be present. Now, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but from those three Greek terms, to live looks like God the Father. He breathes. He has true life worthy of his name. He gives you a chance to live life. That's God the Father. To move Kaneo is Jesus. He brought the disturbance. He brought the, the freedom to people. He walked like we're supposed to walk. He started riots. Ha! To exist, Holy Spirit. To be, to exist, to be present. You know, when I want to hear God sometimes, I order Chinese food. And I ordered Chinese food because I was looking for a word, and the fortune cookie was there. So sometimes I just eat the cookies, not looking for the fortune. This time I cracked one, and it says right here, I have it right here, live only in this moment. Sometimes God will use a fortune cookie to reset your faith. Because we're so futuristic, we forget to live in the now. Jesus is your provision now. Jesus is your healer now. Everyone say now. Jesus is your king what? Jesus is omnipotent what? Jesus has not lost a battle and will never lose a battle when? He fights for you when? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Whoo! You're getting the quick version. I got 10 minutes. Are you getting something? So we have to remember that Christ in you is the hope of glory. We have to remember that we can live in him. We can exist in him. We can move in him. Even when you sin. Even when you feel unworthy. Even when you go back to the thing that you told God that you never, ever, never, ever, 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 ever go back to. He's still king. So at your lowest point, he became weak. So you can become strong. Don't get it twisted. The devil hates you. Why? Because you have will. You can choose God. He can never be in the presence of God again. That's his bad. <laughs> Lamentations chapter 3, 24. I threw this in. I hope Jake got it there. It says, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. What portion of Jesus are you going to walk away with today? What portion? Are you going to walk away out of this place thinking that God hasn't moved for you? That's a lie. He's always moving, even when he's silent. 
Silence speaks volumes. This is free. Take it. Silence speaks volumes. Because if one is the, if the king of the glory, the great I am, the omnipotent one, comes in your situation, no words are needed. Every knee must bow. Your circumstances must bow to the name of Jesus Christ. Well, I'm preaching good. So I want to get into my last point because it's, it's really good. And it's about a person named Ananias. My last point is the power of God looks to release freedom even to your enemies. Let me break down the story for you really quick. It is in Acts chapter 9, verses 10 through 18. This is the chapter where Saul ran into Jesus, fell off his horse, and was blind for three days. Jesus spoke to Saul, why are you persecuting me? Then he gave him instruction and said, I want you to go to a place that I will show you, and someone named Ananias is going to pray for you. Let's read to get a little context. Now, there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias said, Lord... Okay, I have heard many stories about this man, how much he did harm to the believers at Israel. Now, Ananias is no joker. He understands who this man is. He was killing Christians. And even in his fear, he had to check with the Lord. Lord, do you know the report on this man? And you want me to go do what? But the Lord said in verse 15, go, for he's a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the son of Israel, for I will show him how much he has to suffer for my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house, and after laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road which you were coming has sent me to you so you can regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to stop right there just to wipe my head because I want to make a point. The power of God is not for our goose points and our enjoyment. The power of God should reach into the unreachable and touch the untouchable. The power of God will give you the heart to say brother or sister to someone that offended you. The power of God, the omnipotence of God will make you a better father, a better leader because you are submitted to the all-powerful one. We have a, a nation that does not know their own identity. Are we going to be in judgment? Or are we going to be full of the Holy Spirit? I say come. Let them come. There's forgiveness in this place. There's healing in this place.
It'll make your enemy forgive the one that broke my jaw years ago. I say my testimony because I've lived it. He was a man in my wedding. He tried to kill me. And I put him in my wedding. Greatest day of my life. I married the heart of my heart, my wife. And I had a man that I called one of my best men because my heart changed and seen the gold in him. That's omnipotence in action. Isn't that good? It even says in verse 18 that after the scales fell off Paul's eyes, it was Ananias that baptized him. He was a murderer. Not in Jesus' kingdom. Are you going to believe the lie or are you going to believe the truth? The lie is that Saul was a murderer. The truth was he's a chosen instrument named Paul. And God shifted something just like that. But it takes vessels like you and me walking in the power of God to be able to look in someone's eyes and say, I see the gold in you. And you're going to make it. Isn't that right, Noah? You're going to make it, Noah. There's a young man in the back room. He has a white shirt, spiky hair. I see you. Could you stand up? Yes, you, sir. Yeah. I just want to encourage you before we move into ministry. As you were worshiping, you had your arms crossed, not because you didn't believe, but because you do. Your shoulders are broad because the Lord says, I'm putting government in you. You can carry my government. And God said, I heard the Lord say that you are going to be a bridge for many. That many are going to cross into the kingdom because you're going to be able to hold the weight of their burden supernaturally. And God says, allow me to do this in your life. I am moving mightily. I am moving things out of the way this way. And I'm making the way straight. And you're going to know my name and do signs and wonders, but you're not going to fall in love with that. You're, I see you falling in love, being broken before Jesus, saying, give me more, Lord. Fill me more, Lord. What is mine is yours. What is yours is mine. I bless you, son, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. So... Did you get something today? Yes. Say yes. yes. Is he still your healer now? Yes. Is he still full of power now? Yes. Yeah, he is. I heard two names as I was praying. Virginia and Roxanne. I don't know if someone knows a Virginia or if there's a Virginia in the room or a Roxanne in the room. If you know any of them or if that is you, I would love to pray for you privately for the Lord has spoken some things and I'd like to get clarity. The spirit of, how many of you guys are battling offense? Raise your hand. Unforgiveness. Amen. Not many in the room. Okay. I believe 
that one of the weapons that the enemy is using is the spirit of offense. It's subtle and it tries to trip you up so you don't forgive a person. So you stay trapped on the inside. But I also believe right now that the Lord wants to reset many of you just by us praying for you and releasing the power of God into your circumstances. So if you need the power of God, maybe just a refreshing in your heart, we have people, come up here, please, that want to pray for you. Here's why I call it an altar. Here's why it's an altar. When you step forward, you come up one way, you get touched by the power of God, you get altered right then and there. He's not going to wait three months down the road. He's going to do it today. So if you need something today, if you need hope today, if you need healing today, if you want to be restored today, I invite you to come to the altar. Come to the altar. Anyone that needs prayer, come to the altar. I won't be offended if none come. It's okay. But I know some of you here need a touch from God an intimate touch from God. Amen. So can you hold out your hands like you're receiving something? Oh, yeah, that's good. If you could be bold enough a little bit more to lift them above your head, that's it. There's faith. There we go. There is safety in your surrender right now. Safety in your surrender. Father, in Jesus' name, the name you have given us before every name, above every name. We sang about you. We called upon your name right now. And so we invite you here by your power that is in us to rise up mightily and be the difference in our lives. We thank you that we have a hedge of protection, that you are protecting not only me, but you're protecting them and you're protecting everyone that's connected to them. We give you praise, Lord Jesus, for being all-powerful. We give you praise, Lord Jesus, for being willing right now to touch our hearts and change us right where we are. I bind the spirit of lack off of you in Jesus' name. I bind all darkness off of you that comes against your family. I release the light. I release Jesus. I release the Holy Spirit. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. Can I have a couple of other uh, leaders here in the back? Gail. Oh, it's okay, babe. It's okay, babe. They're coming. We got people that want prayer. Hey, the altars are still open. I'm going to release those that need to go. But listen to me before you go. If you have a, something in your heart, if you need to wait for people to leave, to come forward, Come forward, receive from the Lord, bless you as you go. Thank you so much. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Amen.